welcome to the extra point week going into week five we're going to review week four tonight though we've got matt with me matt how you doing bud yo 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 it's good what is up no bobby tonight he is making the big move into the next house so uh we wish him luck and uh, we'll have him on tomorrow night 100 percent, he said he will be there but we got a lot to get into last week's games we have to crown a lock champion already in week three this year probably about i think about nine eight or nine weeks earlier than last year and uh go over the slate of games so let's go ahead and dive into it but before we get into that though we're going to start with news around the nfl big one coming out this morning Tennessee has five uh, – I'm sorry, three players test positive for COVID and five-player personnel. So due to that, all Tennessee Titan and Minnesota Vikings, their previous opponent, uh, team activities have been halted in person. They will stay in there, stay away from each other and social distance, and the refing crew has also been notified they will not be refing this weekend. Uh, I guess – I was reading a little more into it. They have a refing crew that's on a bye week every week for situations just like this or whatever it may be. Uh, so the, that that crew will take a bye and they'll have another crew come in for them. Uh, both uh, uh, both facilities will be closed until Saturday for anybody to come into. So no nobody can come into either facility until Saturday. So kind of a wild one. They also have a contingency plan in place. Should they not be able to play on Sunday, they will move it to a Monday night doubleheader. So, thought that was kind of interesting, Matt. That that they would move that to a doubleheader. I think it's a good idea. Kind of have that contingency plan in place. Kind of wild. We got our first scenario. You think uh, this game's going on right now? They are telling both teams to play as if it is happen or practice as if it is ha- happening to the best of their abilities. Yeah, I mean, I, of course. I mean, the NFL should definitely have a, a contingency a contingency plan. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Yeah. For Monday night, yeah, for sure. If not even uh, maybe even a Tuesday night game, and then they would have to play the following Monday night uh, for a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they would make it work. Uh, the N- MLB, NHL, NBA, they've, they've all done it. So uh, Roger Goodell came out and said that this was not unexpected. They, no. they had a feeling that this might happen, and there will be player in – they expected it. I mean, easy as that. So – yeah, of course they're gonna shut it down till Saturday. Smart move. Um, it, that's they they would have to do it for both teams, you know, because no no practice on both sides, you know, it could be completely unfair for you know the other side. Oh yeah, go ahead, you you guys are healthy. Uh, go ahead and practice all week, and mm-hmm. then uh, yeah. So um, weird man, weird times. Um, so we're, it's wild, man. It's just wild every time I look at that scenario. Really you know? Yeah, it really is. I don't know what what they're gonna end up doing. Hopefully, uh, you know, here in a few days, nobody, you know, there's no more positive tests. That's that's yeah. definitely what we want. Uh, we definitely don't want any canceled games. I don't know how the NFL would uh, go along with that. I mean, I don't know how they can at all. Period. Yeah, I think that's that's the one thing is it's not like MLB or or NBA where they can just kind of you know, reschedule. No, you're, you're removing a bye week. Exactly. And, and I, is that fair as well? I mean, yeah. So there's a lot involved here. Um, still early in the week. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out here in the next couple of days. And maybe even uh, by tomorrow night when we come back on for the next one, uh, we might have more news by then. hundred percent, hundred percent. So as a side effect of that, not only does, is that going on, but uh, the Texans actually called off their workout with, uh, with the former all pro safety, uh, 
uh, Earl Thomas. So that is not happening right now. They have canceled that until further notice. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and then another news: you had uh, ex Seahawks wide receiver Curse. He's retiring after eight NFL seasons. Uh, he's you know a part of a lot of the Super Bowl teams and and uh, had a hell of a career for uh, for eight years. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm also uh, this just popped up on ESPN. I don't know uh, how long ago, but uh, I'm hearing uh, Chris Harris Jr. on the Chargers, uh, who are already uh, injury riddled at this point. Um, he's going to be put on injured reserve Mm-mm-mm. with a foot injury. So just um, another hit yeah. to that team. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. And the injuries this season already. Uh, you know, we're only three weeks in there's been some catastrophic injuries to star players in the league. So again, it just adds to the mystery of 2020. Well, again, yeah. I can say that. <laughs> exactly. And it continues to alter the fabric of the NFL as a whole and what we're going to get as a product on the field. Cause I mean, we've been having some really just wild, wild games this week or last week and the week before. I mean, it's every week you, you have no idea what's going to happen, which in essence, yeah, Tell it's me great about football. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll Tell get to that. It. We will get to that. I promise you that. I promise <laughs> yeah, you that too. we're going to save the, the, the uh, previous game. You know what? Screw it. We'll, we'll talk about both of them tonight. Let, let's, let's go ahead and do that. So let's uh before we get into uh the Falcons, let's go ahead and go through the slate of games in order starting with Thursday night game, Dolphins at Jags in Jacksonville. I was you know, I guess you could say I had the pleasure of going to this game. Thankfully, my wonderful girlfriend bought me some tickets by surprise. <laughs> and uh we went with uh one of our buddy Logan and uh yeah, watched Fitzpatrick walk up and down the field in this Jacksonville defense. It was an ugly game, let me tell you. Um, there were some key drops by Chris Conley. The fact that they didn't have Josh Lambeau led to them going for it on the fourth and six at about midfield, which ended up in a, not only a sack turnover, but a touchdown going the other way to end their next, the Dolphins' next drive, which just continued to put them back. They weren't, And because of that, as a byproduct, they weren't able to get the ball uh, to really their best player right now, which is Robinson. He's been fantastic. He, he still had a good amount of receptions through the air, I believe six receptions for 86 yards. Uh, but... You know, he, he didn't get to run the ball like he probably wanted to, and then that ended up costing them because that's where they succeeded. Minshew had an off night, wasn't perfect. Chris Conley was kind of the – he was the Achilles heel of the offense. There was uh, three different drives where they were killed essentially by a, a drop from him. So he mentioned it. He talked about it. He, you know, he was targeted the most on the team and had, you know, less receptions than the majority of the team. And – uh you know, you move forward is a disappointing loss for them. Big one for the Dolphins, though, to keep them uh, keep them alive in the AFC East. So, Jacksonville, we don't really know who they are yet. Miami's still trying to get themselves going. Uh, Fitz, obviously, you know, we got a Fitz magic night, not a Fitz disaster night. And he, he did fantastic on the night. Uh, you have any thoughts on that game, Matt? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, you said it 100%. Uh, Robinson was running the ball very well. 11 carries, 46 yards, mm-hmm. 4.2 yards, you know, per carry, two touchdowns. Uh, running the ball very, 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 very well. It was just uh, you guys were playing behind the entire time, so mm-hmm. you had to throw the ball to get down the field to score points. And um, he played very well in the uh, receiving receiving game as well you know you said six receptions 83 yards um on six targets you know called all of them uh conley eight eight targets three receptions yeah you know talked about the drops yeah the defense atrocious. yeah yeah just just you know 
Julio Jones, you know, everybody has their drops, you know, uh, but uh, he had a couple key ones there that definitely could have uh, kept drives going. And Minshew, again, didn't play his best game, but I feel like the Dolphins played the best that they possibly could have that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Caught so, him on a good week, right? Yeah, and then that was also the worst, you know, that you might see the Jags all year. That That's going to be pretty bad all year. I mean, so it's just game planning, game bad, bad game planning on the Jags and, and good game planning on the Dolphins. That's that's what it comes down to in that, in that one. There you go. Let's move into the Sunday games. We're going to go ahead and start with the Texans and Steelers. And, hey, the Steelers get a win, move to 3-0. This team is looking like they are firing. Uh, the Texans, on the other hand, look like a complete mess right now. They are definitely not the Texans from a year ago. Uh, you can tell they're missing DeAndre Hopkins. So th- this was a rough one for them, Matt. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, they're definitely missing D-Hop for sure. He was – we all know what he is. Will Fuller is not a number, a true number one wide receiver. He's a you know one of those Ferrari type of guys. When he's running 100%, he's fantastic. And then also has another right-wing man to rely on. And uh, you see it now where he's he's been playing okay, but uh, I think he's already missed the game. Mm-hmm. And Randall Cobb played well. You know, Kenny Stills is still on that team. You know, they they still have enough. What Brandon Cooks? They have plenty of weapons. Uh, it, it's tough. It's tough to watch that line, you know? man. That line, it, it, that line is real bad. That's a, that's David for sure. Johnson, 13 rushes for 23 yards. That's a 1.8 average. That's horrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we all know David Johnson is the, the type of back that he is. So, yeah, definitely on that line is – and then, yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson, five sacks for 33, you know, 33 yards loss. Yeah, what do you, it, what do, you do there, you know? Yeah, Exactly. So moving on from that game, 3-0 Steelers, 0-3 Texans. Uh, we go to the tie of the week, the only tie of the week. The Bengals don't take a loss this week as the Eagles t- don't take a loss either. Tie 23-23. Uh, is this a low point for the Eagles, Matt? Yeah, definitely, 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, Eagles look awful. Carson Wentz looks awful. Uh, it, it's, it's mainly on their offensive line. Their offensive line is complete trash. We're talking about – the worst in the league, mm-hmm. and that that's why Carson Wentz, you, you see him shaking in the pocket. You, you see him. He's very uncomfortable. Yeah, how can and, you be comfortable behind that group? You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's rough. It's yeah, rough. It, it really is. It really is. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I feel the same way, and, 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 and in some regard, I'm starting to feel that Carson Wentz, because he never really had a strong locker room hold on that team. It seemed to be kind of Nick Foles had a strong locker room presence there. I, I don't think he's got the full support of this locker room right now, and I think that's affecting him as a as a quarterback. And on like you said, on top of everything else, I think he's you know he's he's forced to do a lot, and it's committing he's it's forcing him to commit turnovers. You know he had a fumble, he was lucky enough to recover, uh, or somebody was able to recover. He he had two interceptions. Uh, he's trying to run the ball every which way because he's got no line protection at all. I mean, they got to figure something out in that team or they're going to lose. Like we've been saying, I feel like this is the third week in a row I've said it. Maybe the fourth week in a row I've said it. Uh, if they don't protect him, I might have said it before the first game of the year, if they don't protect him, he's going to be out before midway through the season. And this dude is on his way to being there, and, and you have no contingency plans anymore. It's not like it was before. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Burrow gets banged up in this game as well. 
But uh, okay. it's a like, hard hit. Looks like a hard yeah, hit. Looks like he's gonna be good to go next week. I'm not seeing anything against that 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 happening. But they do end in a 23-23 tie. Now going on from that game, we move into the 49ers Giants, and the 49ers not just won this game. They they dominated this game with a backup team, complete almost complete backup team. Uh, they went 36 to nine, moved to two and one. The Giants take a just embarrassing loss falling to 0-3 on the season and you know we're in we're talking about a top five pick right now in my eyes with the Giants from what I've seen I haven't seen a lot of anything that's impressive to me um I mean you, you bring in Devon I mean you have like you're you're that bad set on players right now that you're bringing in Devontae Freeman a few days into being signed throwing him straight in I mean like there's some work to be done. This running back room behind Saquon is rough. I mean, you have Deion Lewis. He got one rush during the game, but uh, it seemed like this game got out of hand, and, and the Giants just tried to pa- pass their way back in, and they couldn't get any momentum at all. I mean, you only throw 32 passes in a 36-9 game. Can't even eclipse 200 yards. That's that's eye-opening for, for the Giants. Any thoughts, Matt? Yeah, I mean the Giants. We yeah, both New York teams this year are god awful. Yes. They're they're terrible. They're trash. They're they're Buffalo's bad. carrying that state. Buffalo is definitely uh, holding that state down right now. Uh, Daniel Jones has nobody to throw to. Mm-hmm. It seems like Golden Tate's washed up. It seems like Slayton yeah. is. We thought Slayton uh, was going to be something big, and you know I didn't see anything from him last week. He's okay. I mean, three catches. He had seventeen point seven, you know, yards per, per per catch there. You know, so he he had some decent catches. Uh, but uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know what's going on. Golden Tate, Evan Ingram has been overrated since the beginning. Uh, yeah, Devontae Freeman. They just threw him in. He didn't. He didn't do nothing special at all. Five five carries, ten yards. You know, uh, Daniel Jones actually ran. You know, was the leading rusher there. So. Not good, not good for the, the the Giants, but 49ers, you know, they 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 cruised to an easy win. They did exactly what they needed to do with a backup quarterback. Uh, run, run the ball, just keep it steady, kick their field goals, and and did exactly what they did uh, over time. And looks like they smashed them, but really, if you look over the game, it was just really methodical and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice exactly and right. Yeah, they just yeah. kept kept the status quo and they got it done. That's you know, a lot of credit to Shanahan. You know, he he's that kind of coach. He brings those people in and just continues. The, you know, it's next man up mentality, and and, it, and they were successful. Vegas gets a close one, but takes an L to the Patriots. Patriots go to two and one. Raiders take the first loss on the season, falling to two and one in a twenty thirty six game. And when I look at this game, the big statistic to me is turnovers, three fumbles. Uh, Derek Carr two fumbles lost. Josh Jacobs fumbles the ball, loses it. Uh, you can't expect to win games if you can't hold on to the ball because other than that, Derek Carr had a fantastic day. He was 24 for 32, 261 yards and two touchdowns. Josh, Josh Jacobs, great day. Uh, 16 rushes, 71 yards, but he did have the fumble. So, you know, if you take those turnovers out, this could be a much closer game, and we could be looking at a, uh, a much better Raiders team. It's just a matter of discipline at this point, but I like the way they look. Uh, New England looks great. I love Cam. I think he works great over there. I think they have a really good system over there. But they didn't get a, they they did something kind of unconventional and they ran the ball a whole hell of a lot in this game. I mean, Michelle nine runs, 117 yards. Rex Burkhead six rushes, 49 yards, two touchdowns. Cam rushes it nine times. JJ Taylor runs it 11 times. And there was you know wide receivers getting involved. Harry Edelman, all of them getting involved in the action. And 
And I, that's something you're not typical to seeing, and a lot of underneath, which you are typical to seeing in New York. And I've noticed this. Uh, Rex Burke had seven tar- or he had ten targets, seven receptions for 49 yards. It's a lot of underneath throws, simple routes. Uh, Julian Edelman, same thing, a lot of slants, stuff like that. So Bill Belichick's drawing up a master plan right now, and I think towards the end of the season we're really going to see uh, Cam let that arm loose, and, and that's when you're going to start seeing the big games. They're creating a mentality of what they were right now in regards to – uh, short passes, keeping it simple, but I think Cam's going to get a chance to start bombing this thing soon. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, no, I think uh, Cam will get the green light when, when necessary, but they have uh, this nice, I mean, clearly this nice uh, running back tandem that they have yeah. going on, and, you know, ride that as long as you can. Uh, I don't see why not. And Cam is not known for for being a, a you know, you know, pocket passer or, or, you know, the most accurate quarterback. So, you know, Cam's good when he needs to be Cam and do his thing and let him do that and, and let, let the run game, do, you know, shoot. If you got, if you got the players, why not? Let them, let them play. So, and Michelle's really good. You got Rex Burkhead in there. who scored both touchdowns for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam, Cam is going to go ahead and rush it a few times. And then JJ Taylor, you know, had, had a nice game. So, um, no, let them play. I think the Raiders, uh, you know, weren't too far off. I mean, I think the score kind of uh, looks a little bit more. Yeah, off, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched that game, but yeah, uh, you know, Jacobs had a really nice game. You know, I feel like if if the Raiders had a few more things go their way, yeah, some of those fumbles by Derek Carr, mm-hmm. you know, shoot, we could be talking they different. A couple field goals out of there. Yeah. Touchdown, you know, two touchdowns out of there. We're talking, it's a game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I still like what I see out of the Raiders. Um, but, uh, yeah, Bill Belichick, he did what he did there. Um, I'll coach him. Mm-hmm. He did. He did. Tennessee gets the W in a very, very close one. Back to, uh, Back-to-back weeks game. for them having really close games. They win 31-30 in a, in a running back showdown. Uh, both teams amassing over 400 yards in total offense. Minnesota falls to 0-3 on the season. We already talked about the COVID uh, issues between these two teams. Let's talk about the game. Both, uh, Like I said, both running backs get over 100 yards. They do it in very, very similar ways. Dalvin Cook, 181 on 22 rushes. Uh, Derrick Henry, 119 on 26 rushes. So they have been feeding him a healthy dose of the ball, uh, that being Derrick Henry. Tannehill, 321 yards, uh, no touchdowns, one pick. And they get the job done in this one. This team is uh, once again looking for real and looks like they're going to take a good uh, hold on the AFC South as uh, you have, like I said, Jacksonville losing already, Houston losing, and the Colts getting their first win of the season. So, Matt, this team the real deal? Are we seeing an AFC championship again for them? Or what are we looking – where do we put Tennessee? A, uh, top tier, mid tier? Yeah, right now, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't. They're they're tough because you can only count on Ryan Tannehill so much. Clearly, in this game, you know, no touchdowns, one pick, mm-hmm. uh, only one sack though. You know, three hundred twenty-one yards. He did what he had to do. He, he's a game manager. That's what he does. Derrick Henry controlled the game. You know, one hundred nineteen yards, two touchdowns. He's a boss, King Henry. You know, yeah. all hell, straight up. Uh, he, he's a boss. And they had a couple uh, really good, you know, long play, you know, with the play action when your running back is, is working like that, your game plan it works so much easier. Oh, absolutely. It, it's that simple. And if Bobby was here, I know he'd, he'd be on that 
And yeah, no, Tennessee squeaked out with one there. Uh, Minnesota is unlucky. There are a couple of uh, other zero and three teams I think that are, you know, they're right there. They're good teams, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the record is that you are what you are. It, you're exactly right in that, and, and it doesn't really, um, it doesn't get easier for Minnesota next week. I know they're an zero and three team as well, but you got a hungry, hungry Texans team coming to play at, next week, so it's going to be a tough sledding for this Minnesota team. We'll see how they do going forward, but if they keep riding behind the back of Dalvin Cook, they might have a shot. They almost pulled it off here against the Titans. Unfortunately, they were just a little too short. So going on from that game, we are doing the Washington-Cleveland game, and I have it pulling up right now on mine, Matt. Uh, tell us a little bit about that game. I don't know if you got to catch any of that one in particular, but uh, what would you see? Yeah, no, this game, uh, it, it's funny. What I'm hearing on the radio up here and, and, and just hearing from uh, uh, fans, you know, friends around the way, mm-hmm. Um. Ron Rivera's kind of given up. Really? Yeah. Um, there's been timeouts. You know, they're, they're questioning why he, why we're ending the game in the fourth quarter with two timeouts, three timeouts. And uh, I kind of questioned it as well. And Ron Rivera, his answers are simply, you know, the game is just simply out of hand, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we don't, we don't want to waste time. Let's just end it where it is. And it's it's just giving up to me is what it sounds like. Wow. Yeah, I haven't seen any – I haven't unfortunately been able to catch really any of the Washington games, so this is all news to me that I like to hear. So, yeah, tell me – yeah, that's that's crazy. That's news to me, man. Yeah, it's wild. There's a lot of controversy already kind of going around, swirling around. I mean, nobody's calling clearly for his head or anything like that, but there's a lot of questioning going on. And uh, and, – Everybody who watched that game knows that they lost that game because of Dwayne Haskins Jr. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, man. I mean, three interceptions, one fumble lost on two fumbles. Uh, You know, that's that's bad, man. That's bad. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield only threw 156 yards, threw for two touchdowns, but it's because they're, you know, we all are, we already know they're running back. Nick Chubb and and Hunt. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, when Baker Mayfield doesn't have to throw the ball that much, they're going to win. And their defense is solid enough to where they're going to hold. And I really feel like Washington came in and and they, they were up 20 to 17, which blew my mind. And because they were down 17 to seven, I was like, Oh, here we go. They're going to get, they're going to get crushed. Mm -hmm. And then you enter the fourth quarter and it's just like, wow, you, you, can see the the play calling they just let it go um so i guess they're tanking uh, i i don't know what what's going on there i don't know if they trust Dwayne haskins maybe they want trevor lawrence or maybe but they that, that's that's very interesting to me and, and, and i if, if they have that mentality now it's going to be rough next week because they got baltimore coming to town and uh yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. no chase young Nope. More likely than not, and uh, <laughs> you're gonna have Lamar Jackson all over the place. So we'll we'll stay we'll stay tuned with Washington, see what happens there. But you could very well be right, Matt. They they could be tanking. Um, going from that game to another very well, another 
game that was closer than that one. We have the Rams coming up just a bit short in their comeback attempt versus the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo winning again, moving to 3-0 on the season. This team is impressive. Are they locked in to win this AFC East, Matt? You think the Patriots uh, you think the Patriots will be able to take them when it comes down to it? What are we looking at? No, I, I still think Buffalo will uh, will take the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, what a fantastic game! Yeah. I mean, I watched I watched a lot of this game. Did and, you tell me? Yeah, because uh, fill us in, fill us in, man. Yeah, no, I really did, and, and, and it was fantastic. For the first, uh, you know, three quarters, it was it was insane. It was uh, or three and a half quarters, I guess. You know, it was all Bills. They went up again. You know, that infamous twenty-eight-three. Oh yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, and there they go. They, the Rams just took off and, and they were just like, Hey, let's let loose. And we have nothing to lose. And you saw that play and wow. Um, Rams came all the way back and their defense kind of folded there at the end. But, Oh, and then there was, you know, the controversial, mm-hmm. uh, Pass interference call Which, there. Which don't so. you find it funny? They're in the exact opposite situation that they were in week one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Week one versus the Cowboys was that right? I believe yeah. And, 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 and but specifically in this game, they they let them play all game, and then on this this particular play, I feel like um, probably honestly should have gone in the Rams' favor, but mm-hmm. uh, is what it is. The Buff, you know, Bills got the win and. Here we are. They're three and zero. Rams two and one. Um, Rams Rams are going to be fine. Bills are going to be fine. You know. Yeah, this is, both these teams are extremely talented. Bills, it's a major upgrade in your in, in this team's thought process and the respect they're going to get each and every day. So that's going to add new pressures to them, which will be interesting to see how they reply to it. Josh Allen's been on freaking fire, man. It's ridiculous. 3-11, four touchdowns, one pick. I mean, and the dude, this is the first time I haven't seen the dude just tearing it up on the on, on rushing as well. He only had eight yards rushing on four carries. So, uh, Cole Beasley, he man, six receptions, 100 yards, dude. Six receptions, 100 yards. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yep, yep. You know, and you you game plan and game plan and game plan against Stephon Diggs, but then you have that utility player like Cole Beasley that can really, you know, he's kind of the key man. And, and I looked always looked at Julian Edelman that way, you know, he would be the guy that would go in between and, and get dirty to to make those short and sometimes monster plays that would turn over turn the game. And this Bills team, man, they're looking dangerous. I would not sleep on them at all, at all, man. I I like where they're going with this team. I love their coach, uh, McDermott. I Diggs is the number one receiver you needed, and uh, you got quite a nice little backfield there with Moss and the Singletary. They didn't even have sing- uh, Moss in that game. Excuse me, it was all Singletary. So kudos to them. All right, Matt, we're moving on to that game, and we are heading to uh, to Atlanta, and the Bears get this W, thirty to twenty six. And I'm just gonna go ahead and flat out ask you the culmination of the last two weeks. What is your mindset on this team right now? <clears throat> um, uh, um, yeah. A lot happening. Um, just going to go ahead and say it's time for Dan Quinn's head to be off. You know, it, it's time to fire him. Mm-hmm. It's time to fire the staff. Um, he, he, in, he hired an incompetent offensive coordinator that we already had with under Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. 
was just a handful of years ago. And dude was known for choking games, was known for being stubborn, more stubborn than Kyle Shanahan. But let, we're, let's let's just go and be specific about this Bears game here. Uh, yeah. I watched I watched pretty much the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, first half, you know, mixed it up. Was great on offense. Everything everything was great. Defense was playing fantastic. Everybody was fresh. We were missing key pieces. Of course, uh, Ricardo Allen, uh, Grady Jarrett got hurt. Mm-hmm. Was out. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what his status is at this point. Um, we lost uh, a cornerback. You know, he played. We, we we picked him up in the free, you know, uh, free agency right before the season. He was a former first round pick of uh, the Bengals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Darquez, uh, Darquez, Denard. Yes, Denard. Yeah, because he visited and, with Jacksonville and he ended up backing out of the deal with. Well, we didn't get a deal finalized with him, and then he yeah, went to Atlanta. Yeah. Yes, actually, I forgot about the yes. Mm-hmm. That's actually funny. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yes. Um, and uh, it was playing extremely well for us. I mean, we have a bunch of rookies, uh, for the most part, starting at cornerback. And he came in with a veteran presence and played, you know, he had an interception in that game. He played extremely well and then uh, went down with that injury. And uh, there's no excuse, though. There's no excuse. We were We were already down players and... I'll, I'll wait to be upset more with Bobby because I'd I'd like to you know I'll get we'll get him on here tomorrow and we'll talk oh, yeah. about the Dallas game and everything you know I, I I've settled down it is what it is mm. uh, Dan Quinn needs to be fired Cutter was a horrible hire Raheem Morris can't coach a defense he he literally you know quote unquote here uh, I I underestimated Russell Wilson as a pocket passer you know. Here we are. This is twenty two. You know. We, yeah. We come know. on. You can't well, be saying well, that well, in twenty twenty anymore. And, and that that's your excuse. That's that's a piss poor that's excuse, sad. man. That's a piss that, poor that's excuse. That's a, a piss poor excuse. Uh, last week, you know, again, we'll talk about that. I, I want to talk yeah, to Bobby. We'll, we'll start the show off you know. with that tomorrow. <laughs> um, but insane game. You know what I'm saying? We we the offense did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. You you put thirty nine points on the board. There's no there's no reason not to win that game. Right. Uh, but then again, going back to the Bears game, yeah, twenty six to ten going in. Yeah, Nick Foles. Uh, Wes, you saw that that play, I believe, where uh, it was Allen Robinson, former Jaguar, yep, and yep. and uh, I, I, was it Denard on that play? I believe it was. Where he ripped the I ball out of his hand. It was. Mm-hmm. Um and, and yeah and he pulled that yeah pulled down that pick yeah, it was and, and it was I was like here we go you know that that this should be it we should just run the ball this and that and no here we go dirt cutter uh you know pass 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 you know you know it's funny pass, pass. It, it's insane I was I, I don't understand it I was listening to the broadcast and and I don't know exactly who was who was doing the broadcast that I was listening to but they made a very valid point about this Falcons team and and he said and you can tell me if if you agree or not like they what happened when they got up and they started they were towards the end of the game and this game starting to get choked away is they were doing these little short passes and and 
And that's not how they were winning that game. They were winning the game, you know, running the ball and passing, you know, getting the Matt Ryan, you know, Calvin Ridley, big freaking plays, you know. And and he's like, you can't go one way or the other. You got to go all one way. And he was like, either run the ball and get this clock run out or get the hell down the field, you know. One or the other. Don't just – they were trying to do like little five, six-yard passes, buttons and slants and stuff like that, and it wasn't working. No, a hundred percent. No, you're, you're, yeah, that's a thousand percent correct. And that, that's what was so frustrating was, uh, you know, we only had Calvin Ridley, Russell Cage, uh, Gage got injured. Uh, we didn't have Julio Jones. So we're, we're only with one of our top three receivers. We got a bunch of guys that don't really play that much and they're coming in and, and yeah, that's what, that's what the defense is expecting. They're expecting the easy stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get th- throw deep passes, and they're going to double-team Calvin Ridley. So, yeah, and, and Matt Ryan's not comfortable throwing the other people. And mm-hmm. his pick at the end of that game was atrocious. Yes, good God, I yes. No, I give no excuses on that. Uh, that was a god-awful pass. Matt Ryan will say that, oh, I was throwing to where he was supposed to be. Well, the defender was right there anyway. If he threw to the sideline where the receiver was, which was Calvin Ridley, um, he would. He was wide. He could have been not technically wide open, but it was clearly open enough to catch a ball and go right out of bounds and continue that drive. Um, but yeah, we all saw what happened there. God awful pass. Mm-hmm. Threw it right to the defender. Overthrew it. Um, yeah, just just piss poor execution. Piss poor piss uh, 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 play calling, in my opinion. A hundred percent throughout the entire thing. I mean, Todd Gurley and Brian Brian Hill had a thirty-five yard uh, rushing touchdown. They, they they both were going off, so I, I don't understand why we weren't running the ball, continuing to use the play action when we needed to, and and run the clock out. It made no sense. It's the same thing Kyle Shanahan did in the Super Bowl. Um, run, you know, it just pass, pass, pass. Very frustrating. Well, uh, I'm I'm very over it. We'll save the rest for tomorrow with Bobby. Yeah. When he's back on, we'll let you get back into that in detail. Let's go ahead and keep rolling down this list, though, because I think we could talk about that for a full episode straight up. Uh, Carolina gets their first win of the season, moving to 1-2 and two without McCaffrey over the Los Angeles Chargers with Herbert at the helm again. Herbert throws the ball almost 50 times for some reason, and uh, Eckler gets 12 rushes for 59 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and it was averaging 4.9 yards a run. Jo- Joshua Kelly was averaging over five yards a run. Um, they weren't out of this game really in my, my eyes at really any point, except for maybe midway through the second quarter. After, other than that, they really had a shot, and I think they kind of got away from the run game in my eyes. I, you, with a rookie, I'm not throwing the ball 50 damn times with the rookie. I Anthony Lynn creates better game plans than that in my eyes. I just think they just this is a bad game plan. I think this is a game they really should have won. I mean, Keenan Allen had 13 receptions for 132 yards, and he was targeted almost 20 times in this game. Eckler was targeted 11 times and caught every damn one of them. Um, but that's just kind of the back he is. So, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into this game. Carolina gets a win that they need to get. The Chargers are just kind of charging along as they are. Any thoughts, Matt? Yeah. <coughs> oh, gosh. Excuse me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, just real quick on this game. Uh, yeah, the game plan on the Chargers, in my opinion, was awful. I think if they ran the ball most of the time, they would have won. 
a uh, couple play action, uh, you know, touchdowns by Herbert probably would have happened. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's insane that he threw the ball 49 times. But he looks great, in my opinion, for what, yeah. he, what he's been doing. Uh, looks fantastic. So, uh, but yeah, horrible Panthers team, Carolina or uh, Chargers. I don't know what they're doing. It's insane. It it really truly is. It truly is. Uh, Jets <laughs> getting smashed. Uh, status quo for the Jets as they follow through the Colts, 36 to seven. The Colts finally look like they wanted to look moving to two and one. I said one and two earlier. Apologies for that. But they go to two and one on the season and just dominate. They they win a game they're supposed to win. I mean, again, I'm not going to go too deep into this game. There's not a whole lot you, you don't already know. Darnold throws three picks. Philip Rivers goes out there and, and goes 17 for 21. Has a great day with a touchdown to the point where Brissett even got in there for a little bit. Uh, your run game was you know it was okay, but they they got the job done. They did what they needed to do and just took advantage of bad Jets turnovers. This team looks like they're imploding. Gase. Um, I don't know who I spoke to, but uh, I have a potential. I heard something about potentially if Gase loses this game Thursday night, he's out as the head coach of the Jets uh, versus Denver. Now I can't confirm that. I did hear that from a odd source, but it's something that's kind of I guess going around. But uh, that needs to happen. They need to completely wipe house in this one. If they're going to lose like this, let's go ahead and just go all the way and go get Trevor Lawrence and move on with a whole new regime that wants him as their quarterback. And, and, and start from scratch. What's your thoughts? Calm down. The Falcons need to do that before anybody else. But anyway, uh, on a side note, uh, yeah, Jets may be the second team that need to do that. Uh, Colts, yeah, no, everything was going their way. I mean, it had a fix. I had a, a safety sack in the end zone. Sam, Sam Darnold's not the guy. He's trash. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they don't have many. I mean, again, he doesn't have much receiving help as well. But um, yeah, not a not a good team. Not a good team at all. Not much to say there. Easy easy win for the Colts. Big news out of that one: Franco with 15 rushes for 57 yards, still averaging yeah, almost yeah. four yards a rush. Go get it. Go get it, young man. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys take the loss to the Seahawks. Seahawks go to three and zero. And the Cowboys fall to one and two on the season. An offensive showdown between Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. Russell Wilson wins this one. Dak throws the ball for 472 yards, throwing the ball almost 60 times. Three touchdowns, two picks. Zeke gets the ball, 14 carries, 34 yards on the ground. Obviously, the game plan was to stop him. They had two receivers over 100 yards. No one was not Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup gets 138 on six receptions. Said Wilson, five receptions, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. You're a surprise player, but they just have firepower all over that team. Seahawks, Russell Wilson, 27 for 40, 315, five touchdowns, zero picks. My early pick for MVP is showing up and showing out. Chris Carson, 14 for 64. Uh, Carlos Hyde, four for 12. I believe Chris Carson did get injured in that game, though. Uh, DK, 100-yard game, uh, one touchdown. Tyler Lockett, nine receptions, 100 yards, and three. Count them, three touchdowns for Robbie Golding, who got the win over me in fantasy because of that, and a great showing by uh, by Dak Prescott. This was a fun game to watch. I enjoyed this game a lot, and uh, Seattle's looking good once again. They need to fix that secondary. Um, they're beat up bad, I understand that, but they got to figure out something there. Or some of these better teams will come in and beat them. Dallas, once again, they they have no secondary to begin with and with no linebackers to help. The front four, fantastic. Maybe one of the best in the NFL, but without anybody to protect uh, or stop those wide receivers, it's just a field day against them. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, great game to watch. Great game. I mean, Cowboys, they tried to come back, and they almost did. I mean, it's 31-30 with uh, about four minutes left there. So they tried, but Seahawks are the better team. Russell Wilson's the better quarterback. Dak Prescott is uh, never going to be an elite, elite quarterback. He's going to be uh, right there, that Matt Ryan range. Mm-hmm. I got uh, you. You're not a you're not a Russell Wilson who's in my opinion is MVP true MVP every year in and year out. Yes. Like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Tom Brady in the prime. Yep. Like a Peyton, you know what I mean? Yep. So um great game. Yeah, I mean, uh Cowboys, a couple things could have gone their way, could have could have slipped out with the win, but better team won. Uh simple as that in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, Dak got through those two picks, so that's what yeah. costs you sometimes. That's what, I mean, that's yep. what it comes down to. And, you know, uh, you can't throw interceptions against the team you're torching. I, I, you can't. I mean, and, and that's not to take away from him. He's a great quarterback, like you said. Put him in that second second group with uh, people like Matt Ryan and stuff like that. But he's he yeah. needs uh, – he, 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 can't, he can't let those turnovers happen. And, and that's what separates you from the top tier. I mean, that's just the way it is. Look at, look at, uh, look at Russell Wilson's stats. You know, and you could argue that he, he was going against a, a slightly better or even secondary with all how banged up Seattle's is. So it is what it is. Uh, Buccaneers get the win versus the Denver Broncos. Broncos fall to 0-3 and just uh, they're falling apart left and right as far as injuries are concerned. It look, sounds like Drill Casey is done for the year. Uh, another loss in that front. Uh, just leaving pretty much Nick Chubb up there at this point. Tampa Bay is starting to form into something they want to be. Uh, they probably weren't happy with their running performance. Uh, Car- uh, Ronald Jones had a pretty good game, 13 rushes for 53 yards. Leonard Fournette was kind of quiet. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, zero yards on five rushes. That's definitely a big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, such a big deal. They get Fumble. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. So keep it eye. Uh, Rob Gronkowski got involved in this game, and, and you know, me uh, over here, I was talking to Sawyer about it, and uh, one of our friends, and, He's obviously a Denver fan, and he, he said it. He's like, I feel like Rob's going to start getting involved in this game, and he was right. You know, we finally saw a little bit of him. I mean, nothing crazy. Six receptions, 48 yards, no touchdown yet, but he's starting to get used a little bit more. O.J. Howard got less targets and less receptions because of it. Tom Brady, 25 for 38, two, uh, uh, 297 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and it looks like the uh, the, the Denver Broncos are moving on the Brett Rippon this week for the Thursday night matchup versus the New York Jets. I know everybody's excited for that one. Uh, yeah, not not a whole lot more to touch on this one in my eyes, Matt. Anything? No, not at all. Um, yeah, Bronco, <laughs> Broncos, just the injury bug has definitely hit that team really bad. Hard. Key position, yeah, key positions and uh, – yeah, it was a very uh, methodic, uh, methodical game plan for for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Just kind of did his thing very quietly, and and uh, yeah, not much to say. Um, easy win for the Buccaneers. Detroit takes their uh, gets their first win of the se- of the season. Excuse me, not used to saying that. Twenty six, twenty three of the Arizona Cardinals who fall for the first time this year. I didn't really get to catch any of this game, Matt. I, but but from what I've looked at, from stats and information. It was mainly because of the turnovers by Kyler Murray. You have three interceptions. You can't have that. You can't have three interceptions in a game, period. D uh, Hop, 10 receptions, 137 yards. He had a great game. Everybody else was fairly quiet. Larry Fitz, one reception, no yards. That hurts to say. Uh, 
Kenyon Drake, 18 rushes for 73 yards, so he had a pretty decent performance on the ground. So really, at the end of the day, this loss happens mainly because of the turnovers to Kyler Murray, and that's something that he's got to fix. Uh, you can't lose games to these. If you want to be a serious contender, you can't lose these games, period. Nah, it should have been a, a, a Cardinals should easily be 3-0 and right now, yeah. easily. And uh, it was Kyler Murray's, Kyler Murray's fault. And, yeah, D-Hop, great game. Uh, Kenyon Drake, great rushing game. Uh you know, they they had a great game plan. Everything worked in it pretty much in their favor. It was just those three interceptions were massive, and, and then in the outcome of this game. And I mean, you're talking about it being 23-23 uh, with 6:44 to go in the game, and you can't get a touchdown. And then you you, you know Matt Prater kicks a you know a, a 39 year old yard field goal with you know no time left on the clock and. I feel like there's a lot of time there. They still had a chance, and at that point, Lions had all the momentum. And yeah, Cardinals should easily be three, you know. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Going into Sunday night's game, we had Green Bay get their third one of the season, moving to three and zero, thirty-seven to thirty over the New Orleans Saints, who dropped their second in a row, the surprising loss versus the Vegas Raiders. And then this one uh, versus the Packers. Matt, you and Bobby had the uh, Saints getting this one pulled out in the end. What was the what was the difference maker? I mean, because- it, it, it was a tough game. Uh, I, I honestly I could have gone either way on this game. I almost picked the Packers to win, but I just felt felt like uh, it being in or you know in New Orleans, even though no fans, they might have had a few fans. Whatever happened, whatever the situation was there, but. I still felt like Drew Brees, you know, they needed that game. They didn't want to go one and two, but they are now. Packers are more legit probably than I thought they were. Yes. And, you know what I mean? I'm not going to lie I believe in this team, so. man. I've been following this team from the beginning, and I said it, and I have said it to several people, and I said it coming into the season. Watch out for Alan Lazard. And he had six receptions for 146 yards and a touchdown in this game. They, they went to the NFC Championship game last year. Like I, I did. I wasn't. A lot of people are like, "Oh, the Packers are done." Blah blah. Like, like what are you talking now, about? Like, this is a yeah, nasty team. Yeah, what are you team. talking about? And like, when, when former Jags score on this team, I get hyped. Alan Lazard scored, and Mercedes Lewis scored. That's two former Jags. So let's go. I'm gonna be <laughs> super excited about that. I'm very, very proud of this team, the way they're going. And it's crazy if you look between these two teams, the similarities they had going into Sunday night. You had Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Uh, without his star receiver, you had Drew Brees without his star receiver. Both running backs ended up with under 100 yards. Kamara, over 100 yards, though, receiving, had a ridiculously nasty night that cost me in fantasy. Thank you very much. And, uh, I mean, yeah. listen to this. This is this is my crazy stat for the night. So you had Aaron Rodgers, went 21 for 32, had 283 yards and three touchdowns. Drew Brees, 29 for 36, 288 yards and three touchdowns. They were separated by five yards. It's wild. It's wild to me. So, yeah. hell of a game. Uh, Saints need to figure it out and get the ball rolling. Green Bay is just going on, man. They're doing their thing. The only people they got to worry about right now is Chicago, and we'll see how worried they are with him with Nick Foles running the helm in the uh, coming weeks. We're moving into Monday night's game. The Kansas City Chiefs moved to 3-0 versus the Baltimore Ravens in one of the early great matchups of the season. Uh, Mahomes said he proved why he was the uh, why they are the Super Bowl champions, man. He went out and got it done, 385 yards, four touchdowns. The run game looked nice again. Tyreek was out there doing his thing out of the backfield. Kelsey looked good. I mean, this team is 
they look damn good right now. And, you know, I thought that Lamar would get the better of them in the regular season. Then Kansas City would get them back in the playoffs. But it looks like they just got their number straight up. And, and Lamar Jackson even alluded to it as well as he goes for under 100 yards passing, 15 for 28, uh, runs the ball for 83 yards. It was a quiet night for that uh, Baltimore offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he didn't even have 100 yards. He had 97 yep. yards passing, a touchdown, three point yard, three and a half yards per per pass, four sacks. Uh, did have a decent rushing game, of course. He's Lamar Jackson, but other than that, not not no no running game to be, you know, no exactly. exactly. It's bad. DK or uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, didn't play well. I, the whole team, man, uh, very unfortunate. I mean, I picked Baltimore to win this game. I did game. too, man. I, did I really too. did. I thought they were going to come out and play a lot stronger, and they and they just didn't. And They kind of fell flat. They, they brought it back. It was 27-20 at one point, and I thought, I was like, all right, here we go. Uh, Lamar's going to pull some magic out. Let, let's, you know, like you said that you – took the words out of my mouth you said that uh they were gonna you know the ravens were gonna get the win in the regular season mm. and then the chiefs of course were gonna come back in the playoffs when they think the same thing right yeah i was thinking the same exact thing and uh here we are and ravens are still still a good team. team yeah just a team but guess yeah. what not gonna win anything so it's it, it, show me something know, in the playoffs but i said it last week show me something in the playoffs baltimore i'm not worried about you during the regular season i'm worried about you not, not even worried about it yep, <clears> i know you're gonna be there it. i just need to see you do something when you get there exactly so that wraps up our week one reviews uh overall records so we did count the tie game with philly and cincinnati as a tie in our record books as well so this week uh bobby and i both go eight seven and one on you know a lot of different picks, but somehow eight, seven, and one. Matt, yes, you, you had uh, an under five hundred week. You went seven, eight, and one, but you were logged in this week as our locks champion. And while la- last year I think it made it to week thirteen, you take the crown very early on. So congratulations, Matt. You are the champion. You got the locks. Uh, so you win the the undefeated lock challenge. We will continue to do this to the end of the season and find out who's the regular season champions. But uh, you stayed undefeated the longest, Matt. We'll see how long your streak can go, and we'll keep tuned with that. On the season, me and Bobby still tied at 13, 30, 17, and 1, and Matt's only two games behind at 28, 19, and 1. So we'll see what happens with that next week. Uh, in fact, next week being tomorrow, because tomorrow we will be doing our week four picks. Have you got a chance yeah. to look ahead in the schedule yet, Matt? Um, slightly, slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you already know my situation with my Falcons. Uh, uh, it's very unfortunate, but at this point, oh, and three, I am looking forward to uh, being to be available to look at everybody else's schedule all season long here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it'll be fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, week four football here. I mean, we, we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Let's go. I'm ready for predictions for next week. This will be our last. Uh, this will be our last week coming up uh, until we start running into bye weeks. So the first set of bye weeks will be Detroit and Green Bay in week five, uh, and then it will continue going on from there. Like Matt said earlier, keep an eye out on these COVID teams. Teams getting it and potential cancellation because it could cost them their bye week if if something does happen. So it's a very valid point. 
Um, listeners, hey, you know, just going to throw this out here. This was our highest month of listeners since May. Um, we had a big drop off, obviously, when COVID happened. We kind of all took a step back and we, we were off there for a little bit to an extent. But, you know, you guys have stuck with us. So we really do appreciate it. Um, back yeah, up, back definitely. up, back up. Um, we're going in the right direction again and uh, we're going to keep pushing keep doing our thing over here we're having a blast doing it so uh i love love it love it and uh matt did you get a win in fantasy this week any extra point i got a win and matt's ffl got a got a dub Uh um but in 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 the money league in the extra point league i did not man no very unfortunate had it's been a couple key players for me. Uh, week one against you, uh, Saquon Bar- you know, Barkley let me down. He had like 1.9 points. Uh, only didn't get the dub there. And then this past week, uh, yeah, very unfortunate. Lost by, shoot, I mean, it was 16, but a couple players let me down big time. How about how were you doing in the next one? So, hey, man, I, I did take my first loss uh, to Robbie. So, shout out to Robbie. You got me uh, in, in a really a really high-scoring game. You know, he put up about 148 points. I had 114. I was I had 28 points with uh, with Pat, Pat Mahomes at halftime. And uh, I said uh, – I think I was talking to Bobby. I told him, uh, you know, I just need about 40 more points, and I think I can get – I think I can catch up to Robbie. <laughs> so, um, no, I did take uh, I did take a loss, my first loss of the season. I'm going to go ahead and shout out the top five on the podcast real quick, though. In fifth place, Matt, you are one and two, but you are in fifth place uh, with Dats, my quarterback. Wes Downs in our league. He's in fourth at two and one with the Fredericksburg football team. I'm third with Chark Week. Um, by virtue of tiebreaker – Robbie has taken second place at two and one with Dak Lives Matter, and in first place is Tigers S58. And if you're wondering who that is, that's actually Bobby's dad, who is an avid listener, and we appreciate the hell out of you. He is kicking our ass right now in fantasy. He's having a hell of a first three weeks. Um, oh man, wait, what? He is oh, getting man. it. Gotta, he's here whoa, for the money. Whoa. He's not playing. He's taking on Logan this week in a one ten matchup, which is uh got me kind of concerned right now. Right now it's showing Logan uh up as far as the predictions are concerned, but we're gonna see before we start going into our bye weeks. Uh we got a strong we got a strong team here, man. We got one undefeated team left in this league. And alright, well it's starting to heat up. It's starting to heat up. A couple close losses, but uh, hey, it's early. Confident. I feel confident it's early. There's going to be a couple uh, injuries that are going to happen. There's going to be a couple of key players in free agency to be picked up. I'm going to get one of them. That's right. Yo, let's go. Let's go. Hey, hey, extra point. Extra point podcast. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We're going to keep doing our thing, and as long as you all keep listening, maybe we'll get, we'll get some more listeners and get bigger and bigger. We're going to keep trying, and uh, – Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. So let's go ahead and wrap appreciate this one it. up. Matt, any final words? Nah, man. Just again, appreciate everybody listening. You said you said it all already, man. But uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. All right. Well, for Matt, I am Wes. We will see you tonight, and we'll bring Bobby with us for the extra point later. Peace.